Hi everyone, this is James Eek and you're listening to the Warriors Way podcast. This is the season three finale, which is episode 130. We're going to kick things off in a moment with an awesome look at my favorite emperor and stoic, Marcus Aurelius. But first, if you haven't heard yet, you know, unless you're a longtime listener to the Warriors Way podcast, but if you're a brand new one and you haven't heard yet and you're looking for more ways to improve your training in your life other than listening to this podcast and, well, doing the things that you do, which I hope are cool things. And if you want to take all your cool stuff you do and take it to a new level, I've got something for you. It's called the Warrior's Way Online Training Program, and it is the culmination of about 40 years of my life. Gee whiz. So it's past 40 years of my life training in martial arts, fitness, and zen. Um, it's the stuff that I've been thinking about doing for years, ways that I can reach more people and how I can offer a broader and more in-depth approach to how I train and what training means to me and then give it to you. So, (laughs) uh, if that sounds too good to be true, well, guess what? We're in the age of the internet people. (laughs) The Warriors Way online training program um, it is a chance for you to get a virtual one-on-one um, session with me in a variety of disciplines. So you can get awesome and unique martial arts fusion classes, for instance. And you can train along with me in a whole lot of other martial arts stuff too. Or you can learn how to meditate. Or, hey, do you want to get into better shape? I can help you with that too. Um, there's some killer workouts there. The Warrior's Way Online Training Program, I like to think it has something for everyone. It's the things that I do and the way that I train. So if you want to get in the shape of your life, if you want to hone your martial arts skills, if you want to improve your mobility, learn how to meditate, start a breathwork practice, or a whole lot of other stuff, it's all there. So you get to work with me basically one-on-one online. So, best bet, head over to the podcast website, warriorsway.ca, and check it out. And you can start training with me today from wherever you are around the world. And if you're one of these people that have been listening since the beginning, hey man, why not? So, drop me a line, and we can talk about how you can get started, because there's a bunch of membership tiers, and people sometimes are like, which one do, is it that I want? <laughs> which makes sense. But anyways, send me a message and we can figure it out and find out what works best for you. And I hope to see you there. Now, before we get started, and I hope in, uh, you know, after we take a short pause and season four comes out, I hope COVID's done. I really do. I hope you're listening to this in the future. I should have some kind of weird music right now and you are looking back and remembering the insane days that were COVID-19 and you're as thankful as I am wherever I am (laughs) thinking the exact same thing because honestly I am so wanting this just to be over. The best way that we can do that folks is to be smart. 
okay? You have to put others first. You have to think about other people. And just like I hope all of you get your flu shots, you should get your vaccine for COVID. It's going to stop you from getting COVID and dropping dead from it. Seriously. Not only that, but it will help to slow the spread, right? And the other thing is be nice and throw on a mask. Don't be one of these people shaking the cage and it's against my rights. Good Lord, people. If I could walk around wearing a Mandalorian mask all day long, I would do that. (laughs) I mean, if I could do that without looking like I'm insane. If I could live in some alternate universe where I could be a Mandalorian, I'd be wearing that all day. And I wouldn't be saying, hey, man, it's against my... I'd be like, I'm wearing a Mandalorian. I'm a Mandalorian. And I'm sure you're thinking, eek, you're losing it. But actually, that would be very cool. (laughs) So if you would do that, throw on a mask, man. It's going to protect you and it's going to protect others from COVID-19 and... Uh, I don't know about you, but I would rather not know that I got something and people died because of my own stupidity and selfishness. So do what is going to work, do what makes sense, do what science knows is the smart thing to do. Get your vaccine, get both of the vaccines. And if you're listening to this, when we can get booster shots, get a booster shot. There you go. Now let's get on with this. If any year is going to have you reaching for the philosophy books, it's this one. And if it's resilience you're after, you could do a whole lot worse than the Stoics. I first dug them out back in January 2020, when the world had gone only part of the way to hell in a handcart. As it rolled into spring and the COVID virus spiked, so did the sales of two of Stoicism's core titles, Seneca's Letters from a Stoic and Marcus Aurelius's Meditations, which were proving as hard to track down as kettlebells and flour. When it hits the fan, especially one turned up to the maximum speed setting, people tend to return to this particular philosophy of life come ancient self-improvement program whose 500-year heyday in Greece and then Rome ended, in, ended a dizzying 17 centuries ago. One explanation for its sticking around might be how it drums the distinction between what you can control, your voluntary thoughts, and what you can't, which is everything else. Useful to be reminded of when you're under house arrest. The Stoics, I should point out in advance, like to shoot from the hip. And much of what they were saying 2,000 years ago is only now being incorporated into what we might call modern psychology. That all is as thinking makes it so. And you control your thinking. So remove your judgments whenever you wish, and there is calm writes Marcus Aurelius in Meditations. Slowly, this helped me deal with joggers during lockdown. It's also this stoic principle that modern-day cognitive behavioral therapy, or CBT, took its inspiration. 
It turns out they had cupboardfuls of this stuff. Marcus, who was born 1900 years ago, on the 26th of April in 121 AD, had been trained in these techniques since he was about 12. And by the time he wrote his meditations, he was a black belt, metaphorically speaking. Naturally, such status signifiers are not part of the Stoic lexicon. What's remarkable about meditations is that we get to read the private self-improvement journal of a Roman emperor, the most powerful human being in the world at this time, and possibly any other, the fifth and last of Rome's so-called good emperors. It is my bad luck that this has happened to me. No, you should say rather, it is my good luck that although this has happened to me, I can bear it without pain, neither crushed by, by the present or fearful of the future, Marcus said. This was written by, when Marcus was in his 40s, mostly while fighting wars in modern-day Austria. These are not diaries. They are almost, there are almost no mentions of the historical events that he was actively shaping day by day. Instead, they are admonishments to himself to be wiser, kinder, more focused, less irritable. They weren't intended for anyone to see, let alone be published. Their intimacy makes eavesdropping on them across the centuries even more atmospheric. Although it's frequently hard not to hear them in the whispered voice of Richard Harris, who played Marcus in the movie Gladiator. Many entries start with, remember, keep in mind, and do not forget. While some are written in dialogue with himself, including one on how to resist a lion, at break of day when you're reluctant to get up, have this thought ready to mind. I am getting up for a man's work. Or was I created to wrap myself in blankets and keep warm? but this is pleasant. <laughs> it's fair to assume that if Marcus were alive today, he would not have spent the first few weeks of lockdown watching The Last Dance. Occasionally, he gets impatient with his own issues. No more roundabout discussion of what makes a good man, just be one, he wrote. To read them in one go is not how they're intended. And it makes for an intense experience the psychological equivalent of being hosed down by a team of heavily armed counselors. On the plus side, this can feel strangely refreshing. And it puts it about as far away from Pollyannism of modern self-help as it's possible to get. There are constant reminders that, th that his and our individual problems don't amount to a hill of beans. He writes, A whole earth is a mere point in space. What a tiny cranny within this is our own habitation. Several times he writes about how once cocky figures like Alexander the Great are now just dust. All things fade and quickly turn to myth. Quickly too, utter oblivion drowns them. So in all this, it must be folly for anyone to be puffed up 
with ambition, racked with struggle, or indignant in his lot. It was Marx's way of saying, don't sweat the small stuff, man. Nowhere does he more succinctly describe the impermanence of human life than with the line, yesterday sperm, tomorrow a mummy or ashes. Ouch. If you found these thoughts in your partner's study neatly typed out in a big pile of A4, you might feel a bit like Shelley Duvall in The Shining and want to check the location of the family axe. <laughs> this is to look at it through the slovenly modern eyes. Marcus wrote most of it during a plague that killed upwards of eight million people and lasted over a decade a plague that took his family name that his own soldiers likely brought back from war and it may ultimately have killed marcus himself i know what you're thinking but did he have to homeschool with a flaky broadband connection he did face foreign wars civil wars Floods, famines, was constantly ill, and astonishingly, eight of his children died before him. That he managed to carry on at all is a pretty strong validation for how tough a lifetime of Stoic training had left him. From all historical accounts, it seems he actually lived up to these standards. You'd be forgiven for wondering if all this morbidity might make you want to stay in bed rather than jump out of it. But used correctly, the effect is motivational. Stoics liked to memento mori. They liked to remember death. Believing that only by facing down its reality from time to time can we live a more purposeful and grateful life in the present moment. Another trick that we are only now starting to catch up with. No, you do not have thousands of years to live. Urgency is on you. Marcus wrote, as a typical reminder of himself not to squander this hour, this day, or this life. At 58 years old, Marcus faced down his own death. Even refusing food so as to quicken his decline. As his friends despaired, Marcus reminded them that this was the natural order. And we should leave it gladly as an olive might fall when ripe. Stoicism itself soon hit the skids, though. But it's enjoying something of a 21st century renaissance with Marcus's meditations at its heart. It's either poignant or ironic that Marcus repeatedly writes about the emptiness of fame, and yet he is remembered as a philosopher two millennia later. Oh boy. So... That is from an article in Esquire magazine by Will Hershey. I almost don't know what to say. The ghost 
of Marcus Aurelius has walked with me through my own life for decades now. There's few that have, but Marcus has always been there. He has been with me whispering in my ear throughout more than a handful of awesome highs and very real lows. In those times when darkness tried to roll in and take over my life, I heard his voice reminding me, what doesn't transmit light creates its own darkness. I'd hear it echoing. What doesn't transmit light creates its own darkness. And this, for me, made it my path to be, or at least to try to be a light in the darkness. Just as I hope that this podcast is some kind of, a, as my son calls it, a Jedi holocron for those who have the ears to listen to it and to dig deeper into their training and hopefully become far more than I could hope for. Marcus Aurelius and his meditations has been for me like a Jedi master teaching me from almost 2,000 years ago. Marcus Aurelius, though, wasn't perfect. Don't kid yourself. Nobody is perfect. That's why you don't judge others. If you get into his time and the things he did, you can see just how human he remained despite his long-lasting philosophy and writings. This is also one of the things that I like the most about him. He was a human who tried his best. He made a ton of mistakes. And he just kept trying to do his best. And I think... I think that this is one of the most important things to learn, especially in the time that we live in right now. I'll tell you something. When I went through my combat arms army training that honestly sucked, <laughs> and it sucked more than you who have never been in the army could ever understand. All through that, I had a copy of Meditations with me in a Ziploc bag in my inside pocket of my coat. I still have it, and it's still in the baggie, and it looks a bit worse for wear, but that just shows that it has been places and through stuff. I've often thought about Marcus Aurelius himself and how Maybe somewhere he was smiling at me when I was shivering in a 40 below Eastern Canadian winter sleep deprived in a frozen hole in the ground, reading his writings by red light while shivering under my ranger blanket at 3 a.m. <laughs> Waiting for whatever was coming next. Probably just after having come back from a patrol that I'd fallen through the ice of a bog and I now had frozen army boots shoved under my armpits hoping they'd miraculously thaw out somehow so I could put them back on my feet. Which, of course, by the way, is wishful thinking. Frozen army boots don't thaw out in your armpits. <laughs> I like to think that Marcus would have been like, yep, that is a whole lot of suck, James Eek, but it too will pass. And it doesn't really matter in the end. All that matters is your mind and that you keep going. Sometimes I forget about the impact that Marcus Aurelius has had on my own life. And then I hear him whisper 
again when I chuckle about yet another COVID wave breaking or trying to run a martial arts school through a plague or political stupidity or any other things that happen and I hear myself say to someone, it's all good. It's all good is kind of like my personal slogan. Of course, as I was recently reminded by someone, everything isn't all good. But it is all the way it is, regardless. And that is pure Marcus Aurelius. Or as he put it better, you have power over your mind, not outside events. Realize this and you will find strength. So plagues are going to happen. Finances, they're going to rise and they're going to fall and they'll rise and fall again. You're going to get older. People will like you. People will hate you. Life will change. The question is, what will you do about any of it? At the end of the day, what matters is the training on this path. And I'm not necessarily talking here about the physical stuff. The physical training is meant to discipline the mind and keep you as healthy as you can be for as long as possible. The mental training, though, this is the most fundamental and key aspect, and it's also the most difficult. Marcus would have probably loved any discipline that could help to forge the body, mind, and soul into something more. Of course, he would caution us that just the physical would feed nothing more than delusion and bloated egos. Stoics would look at people's need in martial arts, for example, for belt ranks in the martial arts or competitions for a thing to put around their neck as foolishness. But on the whole, I think he would understand that what people are trying to do is better themselves. And hopefully, with time and the right insights, see that what really needs work is the examination of the mind. The light that keeps blinking in my mind about Marcus Aurelius is that regardless of the successes and failures of the man that he was, it's the mental training, his stoic philosophy that has endured. That tells you something right there. The fact that he tried is what matters. The fact that he examined, it, examined his life, and I think that's what matters. The fact that he strove to be better regardless of all the rest, that's what matters. I think that that's a valuable lesson right there for all of us. What we know about him, and I truly mean this, what we really know about him is what he wrote and what he said because that, like this podcast, is like laying bare your inner world for all to see. It's saying to the universe and all who come, hey, I'm a flawed person, but this that I'm talking about right now is what I tried to do. And you know what? I tried my best. No, I, I did my best. And that's something. Would it have been great if those after him had learned from him and been awesome? Definitely. But he was the last of what is remembered as the good Roman emperors. And for me, that too is a valuable lesson. 
What we know of him, though, what he believed, what he tried his best to live up to, is what has lasted the most, and still to this day inspires some of us to keep trucking through the dark times and keep forging ahead. After that, nothing else matters. Like I said, to me, Marcus Aurelius is and always will be like some ancient Jedi master who's still teaching us the ways of the Force 1,900 years later. And other than Yoda, no Jedi master I've come across has said anything close to things like telling us that, as he wrote, death smiles at us all. But all a man can do is smile back. All right. And with that, <laughs> let's go to the question of the week. Timothy wrote, Thanks for all the great tips and deep thinking. Well, I hope that it's making you do some deep thinking. Anyways, thanks for the great tips and deep thinking. What I'm wondering is, other than physical training and meditation training, is there anything else that you think that people can do to get more from their life and their training? That's a good question. And I have an answer that probably two years ago, I wouldn't have even realized. I think that 100% that one thing everyone who trains should add to their training is music. And I know <laughs> some of you are about to hit stop. Some of you might think that, you know, what, is, what are you talking about, Geek? That's a bit out there. But hear me out for a minute. Music, as in playing it, uses a part of your brain that you don't actually use for anything else. So think about that. You have part of your brain that you only use when you play music. It's like we are hardwired to have music as part of our lives and how we express ourselves. I've been playing the violin for about a year and a half now. And I can tell you that it has completely changed my life 100% for the better. I don't know for a second what I would have done through the darkest parts of that COVID lockdown if it weren't for my violin. I've learned so much about myself. I feel completely different when I'm playing. And I get so much out of the violin that it's actually hard to explain to anyone who doesn't play an instrument that I have in fa I've fallen in love with the thing. I see it myself as kind of an inner extension of both my Zen practice and the internal aspects of my martial arts. And I'm talking about the old school martial arts that the old masters trained in and believed in. And I know there are some of you listening who play an instrument who know exactly what I mean. And I know there are some of you that are hearing me talk about this right now who have no idea. You don't get it. And maybe you won't get it. And that's okay. 
So does that mean that everybody listening to this should get a violin and learn to play? Well, if you want to, but I don't think you have to. I think maybe find an instrument and play it every single day and learn to read music and try out new songs and push yourself and find out that there's something magical that's going to happen inside of you from doing that. And if you doubt you could do it, well, guess what? I started playing violin when I was 50. (laughs) And I didn't know how to read music. And now I'm learning songs and playing a thing that every single day has improved me in more ways than I probably even realize. Maybe it'll take me a decade or more to actually realize the huge significance that picking up that violin actually made in my life. But I can tell you that right now, you know, a year and a half after starting playing this thing, it has changed the way I look at my training. It's changed the way I look at every aspect of my life. So there you go. You want to know what you can do to improve your training, how to get more from what you view as training, pick up an instrument. I know you didn't expect that one, but there you go. That's my advice. Take it or leave it as always. But if you do, let me know how it goes. I love hearing from you. So we'll leave it there. And if you've been listening to this podcast for all three seasons... I, first of all, have to say thank you very much. I I can't thank you enough, actually. It means so much to me when, you know, I get on my computer and I check the, whatever they're called, analytics or whatever, the beep bops, and see that, you know, over 40,000 listens have happened since I started this podcast. 40,000, well, over 40,000. That blows my mind. When I started this podcast, you know, I never expected that I'd be able to say, yep, I get emails from people who are listening from around the world. I never really expected anything. It was more of something that I think I was doing, to be honest with you, I was kind of doing it for myself. But since then, I've realized that, yeah, you know what? You never have been doing it for yourself. You're doing it for everybody else, James Eek. (laughs) And here we are, 130 episodes later. And so if you've been with me since the beginning, man, I cannot thank you enough for tuning in all the time and listening to me warble on about whatever cool thing that I've decided I'm going to talk about. And I hope that you find the stuff interesting. I really do. Um, And if you're new to the podcast, I hope you stick with it because there's some cool ones in the past three seasons of this. What we're going to do is press pause for a little bit and let me refresh the batteries. Because if you don't know and you can't imagine doing a podcast, it takes a lot of work, folks. Um, It's research and research and finding things to talk about that because remember in every podcast i'm you know talking about somebody else's article so i have to you know hit the books and hit the magazines and find articles and all the rest of this and it's uh it finds some to find something that really 
speaks to me. It takes a lot of research and a lot of effort. So knowing that you're out there and knowing that you're listening, it means a lot. Um, And we'll be back. There'll be a season four and we will be talking about some more cool stuff. So until that happens, though, first of all, if you are so inclined to support what I'm trying to do here, you know, to be that light in the darkness, to spread some of these cool different ways to think about training, well, maybe think about supporting us through our Patreon page. Uh, You can find links to that on our website, which is warriorsway.ca, www.warriorsway.ca. You can also find our Warriors Way online training program on the podcast website as well. Uh, You can track me down on the website if you want to drop me a line. Or you can find the Warriors Way podcast on Instagram and on Facebook. Uh, Oh, and one last thing before I forget. If you love the kind of stuff that I talk about here you can head over to Amazon and pick up a copy of one of the books on training that I've written, because I've written a couple. Um, Or you can get them for your Kobo and your Kindle. And you can find, actually, you can find those links on the uh, podcast website as well. So maybe just head over there, www.warriorsway.ca. So until we meet next time, folks, Take very good care of yourself. Train hard. Figure out what that means. Have fun at it. And most importantly, and really put some thought into this, be a good friend and figure out what that means. Not superficially either, but deeply in a way that you know that when you leave this world, that you've made it a better place that you've been here. Until next time, folks, take care of yourself.